shout out to everybody that's been subscribing. Shout out to everybody that's been joining channel memberships. Shout out to all of my current students. Uh, I'll be seeing y'all tonight at 7 o'clock, so make sure you show up. Um, so I just want to do this quick little live stream, nothing too, too serious. Um, I was watching some live stream the other day, and they were talking about tech, right? And somebody was saying something like, with all these tech layoffs going on, why should anybody pursue getting a certification to go into IT? And then I think somebody actually made mention of me, right? This is the reason why I'm talking about it. But anyways, it was like, um, like I was saying, all these layoffs, listen, you guys turn on the news. Matter of fact, here, I'll just show you. So I can show you better than I can tell you. So give me a second. Um, what's up, Taylor? I'm trying to think, is this a Taylor that I know in real life? <laughs> uh, let me say, let me share my screen. Oh, crap. Oh, give me a second. What do I actually have? All right. How do I get to... Okay. Well, here we go. All right. So you can see you got all these scary news stories going around, right? And this is from the insider. I'm not going to read the whole article. I just wanted to show you guys the actual headline. It says an average of uh, 1,600 tech workers have been laid off every day of 2023. All right, so they're laying off like 1,600 people a day in tech, right? So you see all these stories going around, Apple's firing people, Amazon's firing people, Netflix, all the big tech jobs, right? And like I say, I've heard people make mention of why should people go get certifications? What's up, Hyphy? It was like, why should people go get certifications or enter tech? If, um, yeah, why should people go get certifications or enter tech if all they're going to do is end up firing people? Well, I think there's like a, there's like a severe misunderstanding taking place here when, when it comes to these conversations, right? <clears throat> I don't think people are being honest or I don't even know if people are either informed or maybe they are informed or they're not just being honest, right? But when it comes to a lot of these tech layoffs, a lot of people that are being fired are people who work in like tech adjacent roles. And so if you don't know what a tech adjacent role is, this is basically people that work at a tech company, but they're not actually tech workers. This might be people that work in the admin department, doing HR stuff, doing marketing stuff. Uh, you know, it could be somebody, you know, some managerial positions. This doesn't necessarily mean that it's actual tech workers, you know, people who are click clacking away on the computers, doing the cloud stuff, doing the cybersecurity stuff, uh, doing the networking, the database development. You know, it doesn't necessarily pertain to those people. Now, granted, I'm pretty sure that there are some of them people who might be getting laid off as well. But the, over, the overwhelming majority of the people who are probably getting laid off with all these tech losses or, or these tech jobs that are being laid off 
are more than likely people who just who aren't tech people, but they work at a tech company. And so when you see people talk about tech workers are being laid off 1600 a day, uh, 5000 here, 8000 here. This isn't necessarily the actual tech people. Right. These are the these are the other people that work at the company. But being that you work at a tech company, everybody gets labeled as a tech worker. Right? I hope that makes sense. So I found this little article here. This was written. I don't know when this was written. I think this was written last. Oh, this is written back in December. So this is fairly recent. But anyways, because, you know, it's kind of hard to go. I was actually scrounging the Internet looking for something to back up my claim because i already knew what was going on but i know how people on the internet they want to see proof right and it's actually kind of hard to go out there and find an actual or maybe it's hard for me because maybe i'm not looking hard enough i don't know but it's actually kind of it was actually somewhat of a challenge for me i should say to actually find information proving what i know to be true you know what i'm saying so let me let me just i'm gonna just read you this little blip right here Oh, y'all can't even see my screen. Hold on, let me make it bigger. I don't make this thing bigger. All right, so this is a little joint right here. It says the most vulnerable tech role. So it says, uh, can y'all see it? Let me make it bigger. Hold on. All right, it says, all right. It says, just as, uh, just as IT-specific jobs are starting to disappear, so are other tech roles, so are other roles in tech. So it's according to Lee's database, there are two departments that are seeing cuts at a disp- disproportionate rate within the industry. Sales and recruiting are human resources. So sales is the most common role, accounting for 20% of the laid off tech force. Recruiting and HR are the functions most disproportionately affected relative to their size. And it's becoming quite common for companies to lay off 50% or more of their talent teams, right? Um, and this is all provided from a zip recruiter, right? So what's up? Uh, what's up, Professor Black Ops? So like I say, when, when you see all these scary articles out here and you turn on the news and like I say, they're talking about 1600 people are losing their job every single day uh, that work in tech. Uh, for those of you who don't work in tech, you don't, you're not in the industry, you're interested in getting into the industry and all that stuff. You got to understand that it's not necessarily the tech people, right? People like myself, my the big homie over here, Professor Black Ops, you know, those of us that actually click clack and, you know, do do I thug fizzle up in there, whatever it is that we do. These are oftentimes a lot of tech adjacent positions. The recruiters that are trying to recruit the tech talent to go work at the big, the big companies in Silicon Valley or wherever the heck these companies are located at. It's the salespeople, the tech salespeople who are out there trying to sell the tech products to a customer or to another business. It's people that work in, you know, other various admin roles like the HR department, uh, maybe the marketing team or, you know, stuff like that. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I just want you guys to apply common sense, right? So just think about if tech companies actually started laying off the actual tech workers in mass we're talking to the tune of 1600 a day 5000 here 10000 here yada 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 right who would be around 
who who's going to be around to to manage the websites? Like who's going to be around to build out the databases? Who's going to be around to provide cybersecurity protection for the systems in the network? Who's going to be the person in charge of, you know, managing the cloud systems and all this other stuff? You know what I'm saying? So I just want I just want to put that out there because I heard some, like I say, I'm, when I opened up this video, somebody said, why should you go get certified from somebody like Tech G? And I heard this on a video somewhere, but it was like, why should you go get certified from somebody like Tech G when all they're doing is laying off tech workers? I just want to dispel this this notion like man, they're not really they're not really laying off people like me. They're really laying off all the other people who provide support for what we do at whatever company that we work for. You understand what I'm saying? Because another thing, you can go on to websites like Indeed, right, or even LinkedIn, right? Dude, I want to say between LinkedIn, probably LinkedIn, I probably get probably about ten to fifteen. Uh, uh, DMs a day from somebody trying to offer me a job on LinkedIn, right? Do you want to apply for this job? This position has come open. And then, you know, on Indeed, I still got, I, I, I need to figure out how to go into Indeed and actually turn off the notifications because they flood my inbox on my email with about 20 job postings every single day about some new IT job that's opened up here, opened up there. I mean, I get these things all the time, right? And so I'd be looking around like, well, who are these people getting laid off in tech that, that has every, you know, that, that the news has gotten everybody shook? Well, it's, it's not really people like me that actually work in tech. It's everybody else that supports the company <laughs> that don't necessarily work in tech. Because like I say, if you lay myself off professor black ops off and you know just a whole bunch of us who's going to maintain the websites right and you know we're not we're not going back to the stone ages here we're not going we're not even going back to the 70s the 60s and 70s and 80s where there was life before the internet you know our whole world exists on the on the internet all of your information is sitting in a database somewhere whether it's your financial records your educational records your health records yeah, you name it. Uh, your criminal records, if you got those, uh, whatever, wherever the heck it is about you, is sitting on a database somewhere, and you're hoping that that information is being protected by some competent person to prevent, you know, breaches and then your data getting leaked. I mean, we hear about this stuff all the time. But the point is, our entire lives exist on these computer infrastructures, and a lot of these businesses, their entire, uh, they would they would fail and go completely out of business if they didn't have an IT infrastructure in place because their entire existence depends upon computers and networks and cloud and cybersecurity, database development, coding, yada, all this all this wonderful stuff. So if they fired all of us, who the heck's going to maintain them systems, right? Who, who's going to maintain this stuff, right? I mean, when you guys go to the ATM machine and you put your little debit card in there and you're punching your code, right? And you check the balance in your bank account so you could pull out a uh, hundred dollars. You want to make sure. I, I would hope that when you go there, you would want to make sure that all the money that you have in your bank account is one hundred percent accurate, and nothing is missing. Well, that stuff that that stuff doesn't just happen magically by itself, right? There's actual protocols in place and people who maintain all this information, yada yada yada, to make sure that your bank account accurately reflects what is actually in there, 
Now, if there was more money in there than we thought, then, you know, I'm pretty sure not too many of us would complain. But if there was less money in there than what we thought, then, you know, we would probably have a hissy fit and start kicking rocks all over the place. But I'm just saying this to say when it comes to tech work and all these layoffs that you hear about, a lot of this is mostly people who are in tech adjacent positions that this isn't necessarily the IT. Matter of fact, anybody remember seeing those TikTok videos when Elon Musk took over Twitter and you and well, before he took over Twitter and you would have some of them, them, them people who worked at Twitter making TikTok videos talking about this is a life, a day in the life at Twitter. They're going around showing you, oh, this is where I go get my my free coffee. I go over here and I get my 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 you know lobster and shrimp over here for lunch. Then I go to the to the masseuse over here after my lunch break to go take a meeting. And then I go over here and get my petty and my manny after I get my masseuse done. You know, they're like living, they're like <laughs> working in a in a spa, right? Those are the people that are getting laid off. Because I can almost guarantee you, you know, the woman, most of those videos I've seen were filmed by women. But those type of women, they're not really like the people who are responsible for making Twitter do what it do. You know what I'm saying? So when Elon Musk was out here talking about there's a lot of people who aren't really essential that are working for Twitter. I can almost promise you he was talking about a lot of those other people. Not the people who are in charge of maintaining the actual website, building the code and and doing all the all the weird and, you know, sometimes cool, sometimes questionable things that they've been doing at Twitter as of lately. All right. So that, that's what's been cracking out there. All right. And shout out to you, too. Um, I ain't even going to try to figure out how to pronounce your name, man. But shout out to my man C over here. Chuck Wuma. I think that's how you say it. I don't freaking know. Shout out to you, bro. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, how can you learn it without bachelor level degree where you, you where you also learn a lot of math? It sure sounds a lot for self-studying. All right. So I think you're trying to say, how can you learn IT without a bachelor's degree? Easy. I teach people tech every single day that, that are just high school graduates. Like, like they don't have a degree. Some of them have no plans of going to college. All they have is a high school diploma. As a matter of fact, I ran into a, a young man the other day. He has his GED. Right? Well, well, he's in a GED program and he wants to learn, learn IT. He was asking me about because he knows I work in tech. So he was asking me about, you know, how does he how can he get into tech? He, he's just a, he's a like I say, he's, he's currently pursuing his GED. So. You don't necessarily need a bachelor's degree or whatever to get into tech. Um, there are certain things in tech that do require a bachelor, a bachelor's degree or even a master's or whatever. Um, but for stuff like cybersecurity, networking, cloud, database, you know, the stuff that I'm most familiar with, um, you don't need formal college for most of those positions. Now, there might be instances where you might need a degree like if you want to move up to management or you want to become like a college professor teaching tech or whatever the case may be um but anyway just to get started you just need to essentially just get get your experience your skills and experience up and you know and go get go get certified and you should be good to go with at least getting your foot into the door and then from there you can kind of navigate you know figure out figure out how you want to navigate this thing and 
And if a degree aligns with your um, trajectory that you want to, your career progression, then, you know, obviously you need to figure out how to go get a degree. All right. But college degrees isn't worth it. And does it require a lot of studying? It absolutely freaking does. Right. So like I say, I'm currently my tech G certification program that y'all go look on my timeline. I was promoted heavy a few months ago. Now I'm starting to re-promote it again. Um, so I got students right now. I've been teaching for about a month and a half the A-plus hardware where, you know, I'm doing actual live classes. And I got a class I got to teach in about an hour. I got to meet up with my students. But, uh, you know, one of the things is with some of the students, uh, you know, they're like shocked by how much information it is. So, yes, it does require a lot of study. Um, unless you have a photographic memory, that there's no other way to get around it when it comes to studying for these search, uh, preparing for the search, you got to study and studying is not glamorous. It's not sexy. It's not cool. Um, it's just something you got to grind it out <laughs> so that you can go pass the test, check off this block, throw it on your resume and use that hopefully to enhance the chances of you getting hired into whatever position that you're applying for. I mean, that's how this works. I personally don't know of any other way to make this thing happen. All right. Because that's what's that's that's the only way I've, I've ever done it. And I've been doing this for 20 years. Happy Black History Month. Shout out to you, Travis. All right. Uh, they just the boss of side. I don't know if they were the side chicks, but, you know, <laughs> I don't know. But I know that they ain't got no jobs anymore. And it's not the it's not to poke fun at them. But the reason why I brought up those women from those TikTok videos who were working at Twitter showing you how glamorous it was to work at that place. And I'm pretty sure it was right. Cause they had mad cheese to throw around, but I can almost promise you those people weren't actual tech workers. They were, like I say, probably I would venture to say probably a lot of them were tech recruiters, right? They may have had tech background, uh, you know, some tech background, but they transitioned to a tech recruiting position where they're actually looking for the talent to bring it to the company. Um, but they're not actively work. They weren't actively working in a tech role or there was some other type of HR or some other admin support position, I guess you can say. Um, and like I said, that's the reason why when Eli came in there talking about there's a lot of people who, who work here that aren't essential. I can promise you he was probably talking about everybody else who isn't actually in tech. <laughs> that that actually has to do something tech related. I, I can promise you that's who he was talking about. And like I say, when it comes to these people getting laid off, that's more than likely who's getting laid off. But being that they work at a tech company, they're all being lumped into the category as a tech worker, even if they aren't actually a true tech worker. All right. That's how this works. You know what I mean, uh, let's see. What is the best tech degree for beginners when you are over 35? All right. So I don't, I don't know. I can't. All right. So how do I answer this? All right. You don't, you don't need a, you don't need a degree for tech. All right. Here's what I say. First, you need to identify what you think you might want to do in tech. And then that will tell you if you need a degree. So let's say you want to be like, I want to be cyber. I want to go into cybersecurity. Well, you come to somebody like me, a professor, professor black ops, 
And guess what? You don't need a degree to get a cybersecurity position to work in cybersecurity. You just need, need, a, need a few certs and some experience thrown on your resume, a verified experience, because I know there was a big fuss about that. Anyways, I'm not even going to go into that. But you just need some experience and certifications. Now, if you come to me and you're like, hey, I want to be a computer engineer. I want to be the guy or girl that, you know, I designed the motherboard components or I'm working on artificial intelligence, machine, machine uh, learning. You know, I want to do all that cool stuff. Then you're going to have to go to college for that. All right. So it just depends on what you want to do. And then that's going to kind of dictate as to whether or not you need to get a degree or not. So that's the that's the only way I can truly answer that question for you. But there's a lot of people that make a lot of money in tech that don't have college degrees. And I give the example of my brother. And I know I've said a thousand times we'll bring my brother on here. But I don't know if that's going to happen because my brother, his uh, his girl is pr is currently pregnant and scheduled to give birth to my niece in like the next month. So he's kind of out of the loop. You know, he's out there doing this soon to be brand new father thing. So but anyways, my brother. He's a college dropout, dropped out his first semester of his freshman year. Anyways, he's been working in the tech industry for like 10, 11, 12 years, something like that. Uh, he makes well over $100,000 a year, like well over a hundred, right? And all he got is some certifications. <laughs> so you can get it cracking in tech without certifications. I mean, uh, without uh, college degrees. I'm going, to, I'm going hard on studying for the A plus, net plus, security plus, and trying to get a few of my family members uh, in Nigeria. All right, shout out to you, man. Go, go, go uh, sign up for a Tech G membership, baby. I'll get you right out in these streets. Or you book an appointment, and I'll teach you personally. So shout out to my man, K. K Business this, this is the homie right here. He drops a lot of, he has a channel where he talks about a lot of business related stuff on how to get government contracts and how to do this, how to do that. So if you're into like business centric content, that's the dude right there. Shout out to my man, K. Thoughts on the emerging field of prompt engine. What the heck is that? I don't even know what that is. What is that? We got to look that up. Prompt engineering. What is that? Prompt. Oh, are you talking about chat GPT? And prompt engineering is the process of designing and crafting the text that is used to prompt a machine learning model. Right. The goal of prompt engineering is to create a set of inputs that will produce the, the desired outputs from the model. All right. Uh, prompt engineering is a concept in artificial intelligence, particularly natural language processing I, i've never heard that was this is actually the first time i've ever heard the term prompt engineering but it sounds like it's related to artificial intelligence and chat gpt and i think google is about to come out with their own version to compete with it um so i guess in a in a, in a long, along the lines of artificial intelligence everybody's like scared chat gpt is going to write all the kids' research papers because they're actually banning that stuff in schools. Um, I think they actually banned it down here. I think it's actually restricted, at least in my county down here in Florida. I don't think the kids can get access to it. 
I know they, I want to say they did it up in New York as well. Um, anyways, people are talking about artificial intelligence is going to replace everybody and yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, here's the thing. Um, I think it's a tool that you can use. Um, I don't think it's something that you should be fearful of um, at the moment. <laughs> I think it's a tool that you can use to possibly help you do whatever it is that you're trying to do. Like I've heard people use chat GPT to help them with um, coming up with topics for YouTube videos. I've seen people use it to write copy for advertisements. Uh, I mean, you, you can use it to do a lot, obviously research, uh, homework and stuff like that. Um, I think, like I said, I think it's a tool that you can use. I don't necessarily know if it's going to be at this present moment, something that you should be fearful of in terms of, is this thing going to replace me? I'm not saying that that can't happen because I don't know if you guys heard about this. Um, let me look this up. AI lawyer. All right. So there's an actual company that they're calling it the robot lawyer where a defendant, they're actually going to test this out or actually do this. So there's this defendant. I think he's going to court for some traffic violations. Nothing serious. Nothing serious like murder or anything like that. And from what I heard, he's going to have like this little earpiece in his ear. And the earpiece is going to be artificial intelligence telling the dude how to respond to the judge or whatever the case may be. So he doesn't necessarily need a lawyer in the in the human flesh. So um I guess I'm assuming he's going to go to traffic court. They're going to ask him how to plead and maybe say some other stuff. The artificial intelligence is going to tell this guy what to say. So I'm not saying that you should be worried about it now. If you're, if you're one of these people who thinks we're about to be on the verge of, of uh, the Terminator running around or iRobot type of scenario. But as this thing gets more and more advanced, you might, I don't know. It depends on what you do for professionally. Maybe you could possibly be replaced because like I say, they're already coming up with AI lawyers and they're actually going to kick this off. Matter of fact, I wouldn't read this, but let me see. All right. This thing is already take is taking its first case in court. And this was written back uh, January 5th. So this is a relatively new article. So they're already entered bringing AI into the courtroom to fight traffic tickets. I think there's the guy that actually did, uh, came up with the company, but you know, y'all can go read this on your own. So right now you can, you should be able to use it as a tool to uh, enhance whatever it is that you're trying to do. If you're trying to learn how to code, this thing will spit out code for you. Um, so where, to where I guess you don't necessarily have to learn how to write code, but whatever. But Maybe in the coming years and decades, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I guess probably within the next five to ten years, I guess we can really, I guess we'll be safe to say, okay, this is how artificial intelligence and machine learning is really going to impact stuff. Because you know, I know you guys seen the little robot dogs out there. Let me pull that up. Robot dog police. So this is a real thing, too, in case you didn't know. They got little robot. Anybody remember that episode from um, Black Mirror with the robot dog? Well, they got these things out here for real. 
right? So we're getting we're getting to this to this era where robots are going to be like everywhere. Um, now, is is this a threat to you right now? Not necessarily, but can it become a threat later on? Only time will tell. So I say, give it about another five to ten years, and come back and revisit this conversation, and then we can deten- then we can figure out okay. If you need to start freaking out because uh, Rosie the robot is going to come replace you, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe in about another five to 10 years, we'll be able to truly figure this thing out. Or maybe even faster. Shout out to Computer Geek. Y'all over here talking about what's My stomach is growling. I got to go eat. For cybersecurity without degrees, how to start. All right, so here, here's here's how you can start, man. Let me help you out real quick. Go to the world's best YouTube channel called Tech G. <laughs> you go to the world's best YouTube channel called Tech G. That's, that's actually me, in case you didn't know. You go hit this join button right here. Right? Oh, y'all can't see it? Let me make it bigger. Hold on. You go to the world's greatest YouTube channel, Tech G. You hit this join button right here. You go join this this lessons membership where I got A plus, net plus, security plus classes all up and down in there. I'm constantly updating it. Um, Or if you like, you know what? That's cool. Your slideshows are great, but I need something else. You go to the world's greatest website owned by me called Technology G. You go up here. Or you come down here, you hit this little picture right here. It's going to take you to this web page. You, you scroll to the, you read all this, this wonderful copy I wrote. But you scroll down to the bottom. You click on one of these blue circles down here and you book an appointment to speak with me one-on-one for an hour so I can tell you about this program and how I can help you get into tech and teach you more than just A plus, net plus, security plus, teach you some other things to actually uh, throw on your resume by showing you how to do this stuff. You can go out there and get to the money, all right? So, so that, that's, how, that's how you get it cracking, car bro. I gave you two choices here, man. Hit this join button, or you go to my website and click on this doggone picture right here to come to this page and book an appointment, and I'll get you right out in these streets. That's how you that's how you get cracking in cybersecurity without a college degree. All right. And either method you choose from me is going to be tens of thousands of dollars cheaper than college. <laughs> and you'll make all your money back when you get hired. Within the first month or two, you'll make all your money back. Probably even faster than that. Yeah, I've never heard the term prompt engineering. That was the first time I've ever heard it. Oh, you right up the street from me. I'm in Orlando. So you're literally, literally up the street from me. Okay. No doubt, car bro. Um, how much is your program? All right, sweet Yoni, Yanni. So, so you come back over here, 
you read all this wonderful copy I put together, and right, you're gonna get to this line right here, right? <laughs> I don't mean to be talking to y'all like y'all are slow, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna talk about all that during the consultation. So just, just hit one of the blue circles. So let's see. I'm booked out this weekend. So Sunday, these are the times I'm available on Sunday and Monday. Pick one of them times. And we'll talk about all this during the consultation, the price, uh, everything that is going to be going on in the class, what you're going to get, expectations, yada, yada, yada. All right. I'm currently teaching my students right now that enrolled. And I've been teaching them for, I started January 10th. So we're on like our, what week are we in? We're in like week five or six right now. Anyways, I'm getting them. We're about to prepare. We're about to go into review mode. We're about to help them. We're about to review everything we've been learning. So we can go get them uh, scheduled for their exam to go sit down and take their tests, pass it on the first time go. And then starting March, March 14th, we're going to be going into the A-plus software portion. And we'll be teaching all that. And then after that, Network Plus. And then after that, Security Plus. All right. So anyways, book an appointment. Go to the website. I'll put the thing. I'll put the joint up in here. Anyways, if you want more info, book an appointment. That's that's what it's there for. It's a free. It's it's a free appointment. You know what I mean? So holla at your boy. Um, let's see. All right. Anyways, what time is it? I gotta go eat because I gotta go teach class at seven o'clock to my students. Um, anyways, I just want to talk about that. So, like I say, with the tech jobs, look. A lot of these jobs are people who work tech adjacent positions. All right. They're tech adjacent positions. These aren't necessarily all the IT workers. Because look, if you fire all the cybersecurity people, you fire all the cloud people, the database people, the networking people, all these websites are going to crash and burn. And, you know, guess what? Life is going to roll back to, to the Stone Ages. So they're they're getting rid of a lot of people who work in tech adjacent positions like recruiters, tech sales people, um, various other admin that work in the HR, the marketing department, you know, stuff like that. Right. But a lot of the people who actually click clack away and keep the websites alive and all that stuff, those people are, aren't necessarily getting laid off. Now that's not to say that there aren't layoffs happening with them people. I'm pretty sure there are, but the vast majority, when you look at these big numbers, Oh, they laid off 5,000 over here. Amazon. Let me see. Matter of fact, let's look up. I just saw something about Netflix. How many uh, people are Netflix laying off? They say about 300. I thought it was higher than that. I saw something. Somebody, one of these big companies said something like 5,000 people. I thought it was Netflix. But anyway, out of these 300 people that Netflix says they're going to lay off, I guarantee probably like 250 of them are people that don't work in tech. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, not to laugh at these people, but I'm just saying that's just like, that's just like the reality of it. these are, these are the, the, everybody that works at the company because Netflix is a tech company and everybody that works there, even if you're, even if you're a janitor and you work for Netflix, cleaning the bathrooms and taking out the trash you're going to get classified as a tech worker because you work at a tech company. 
You understand what I'm saying? So that, that's how this works. But a lot of the people who maintain the databases or, or maintain the cloud storage that all your favorite TV shows reside on, they're not really going to be laying them people off. You understand? At least I, I would hope they wouldn't because then if they do, how the heck are we going to watch? Matter of fact, that new show, Joe, or not Joe, what is it, You? The new season of You with the, with the dude that be going around stalking all the chicks. I think the new season just came out. I want to watch that. How the heck am I going to watch my show, You, if, you know what I'm saying, they fire all the tech workers? I've noticed a lot of entry-level help desk jobs only paying like an $11 an hour. I was like, what? Uh, I guess that depends on where you work. Like, okay, where I live at in Florida, minimum wage down here is $11 an hour, right? How do I know? Because my son, I got a 16-year-old son that works, right? Well, he was working. I'll put it that way. Um, but anyways, down here where I live at, just to get like a bare-bones entry-level help desk job, it's starting off around like $20 an hour. Twenty, I've seen it as high as like $25 an hour. So that's probably based upon where you live and the overall economic status of your city or county or state. But I know at least where I live at, it's probably averaging around $20 an hour for a bare bones, straight off the block, entry level, Go plug this, go plug this dog on printer up type of entry level IT job is averaging like around 20 bucks an hour. All right. Now, here's here's the thing about that, right? Let's just say, JM, let's just say you're like, I work, I really want to work in tech. And you got to go take this help desk job. Here's the thing. Don't look at don't look at it as a negative. You're starting off at the bottom. Oh, I'm gonna be plugging in computers and resetting username and passwords and answering the phone right yeah that's probably what you're going to be doing here's the thing you can go work a job like that for like six months to a year and rack up a ton of experience to to add to your resume throw your resume back out out into the out into the wilderness and next thing you know you're going to be getting hired or job offers from other jobs offering to pay you double, maybe even triple what you're paying. I mean, what you're getting, what, what you would be getting paid here, right? So unless you plan on staying at the help desk forever and you never plan on getting any higher level certs, adding any relevant experience, you're just, you're just, you're just there just watching, you know, the hands on the clock go round and round, then yeah, that's probably, no, it's probably not going to be ideal for you. But if you can go there, let's just say that that was your only way to get into the industry. Go there, do the job six months to a year, learn everything that you can learn, document everything that you can possibly document. I don't care if they had you plugging in, uh, hooking up 600, uh, 60 computers or you had to reset 600 user accounts. That's all stuff you can document and find a way to jazz it up and put it on your resume. Anyways, you jazz that resume up with all the stuff you actually did throw that thing back out there now you got more experience added hopefully you went and got another cert or something like that or you're in the process of studying for a cert and you'll you'll be getting uh offers to get jobs that pay more money uh, this is how it works
tech jobs should be paying that low anywhere or shouldn't be paying that low. I guess that's what you meant to say. Uh, the problem I have is that these jobs that pay only $11 an hour want you to have CompTIA trifecta. Yeah, I've seen that. I was, I was looking on Indeed the other day, just showing some people some stuff. And I came across this one job that was offering, I think it was like paying like 30, 40,000. It's like 30,000, I think. It was an entry level job. So I got the, I was reading the job description. This thing said you need to have a bachelor's degree and two years experience. No, no, no. Okay, no, there was two of them I read. So the first one I read was you need to have a bachelor's degree and two years experience. And then I actually read, well, what are they going to be doing? This is just straight A plus, network plus, security plus stuff. It was like, why do you need a bachelor's degree for that? And then there's another one that I read where it was like, you need a high school diploma or a GED. Like that, that was it, right? But then it listed, you need two years experience doing this. I was like, well, how is somebody going to, like, what if this is a high school kid? What if this is my son? Um, like my son, he, he's about to be a, what was my son? Oh, yeah, my son's a junior in high school, right? So he graduates high school next year. I'm like, how would my son be able to get this job? You're like, he doesn't have the experience, but he has the diploma. So it's some weird stuff. And what it is, is normally these job descriptions are normally written by somebody that doesn't work in tech. They work, they're like the, the HR people. They probably went out there and Googled some stuff, read some other job description, copied and pasted it and threw it on there. And basically these job, these job descriptions, this, this is the perfect candidate, right? Now you're never going to get the perfect candidate. My thing is, I tell people, if you read a job description and you feel confident that you can do at least 50% of the stuff that they're asking for, apply for the job. Because the other 50%, they'll teach you, they'll train you on the job how to do, right? So that, that, that's, that's what I personally tell people. As a matter of fact, when I was out there looking for a job, that's what I did. Because I was looking for some jobs a couple, when I got out the Army. And I was going through, I'm like, yeah, I got all this time in the military. I got all this education. I did all this wonderful stuff in tech. I started reading some of these job descriptions. I was like, what the hell is all this? Like, what, what is this? I don't even know. I had to go look, look these acronyms up. Like, what is this? And then I read, I was like, oh, I did that. So basically, like I said, if I figured I can do 50% of the stuff, I just threw my resume out there. Because what's the worst that they can do? Just tell me no. All right, that's cool. There's somebody else hiring. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's just how I approached it. So, but I get what you're saying. They, they want all this ridiculous stuff, but that's, they're just, like I say, whoever put that together isn't more than, is more than likely not a tech employee. They're, they're like an HR person and that's the perfect candidate. But if you can do 50% of that stuff or you think you can do 50%, apply for the job anyway. All right. So anyways, I'm about to go. I got to go stuff my, my face. I'm hungry. So um, then I got to go. I got 30 minutes. I got I to gotta go in here and teach my class to my students. But if you are interested, I put the flyer up in here somewhere. So, so if y'all see these flyers popping up in your timeline, hey, it is what it is, baby. Trying, I'm trying to get it in. Anyways, you see my little, my little wonderful flyer I put together, right? 
go to this website, read all this wonderful copy I wrote, scroll to the bottom, and click on one of these doggone blue circles. And get on the calendar, and we can uh, we can sit here and talk to each other, and I'll answer every single question about this program, every single question. Give you a whole hour, <laughs> hour of my life, right, for free. Try to help you with your IT goals of getting into the industry, all right? So if you're interested, go hit the link, book an appointment, so we can help you get some money. And get a career and, and go out there and do what you do. One time I took a job that was help desk, but all I was doing was resetting passwords. Not very technical. Hey, it'd be like that when you first get started. Um, look, there's a way to jazz up resetting passwords. I mean, you can reword that on a resume to, you know, I don't have to sit down and think of some creative way to rewrite that. But, you know, Let's just say you were resetting passwords. What if you reset like 500 of them things? You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's, that's a lot of passwords to reset. Might seem like nothing to you, but like I said, if you could reword it and put it on a resume, you know, it might, it might you know, it's kind of like, I, I give this analogy all the time. Um, I, I, I tell people, let's just say you were trying to think, how do I give this analogy? Oh, yeah. So what, what if I put on the resume, I successfully installed 20 illumination systems, right? Would anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of y'all might know, some of y'all might know. But anyways, if, you put, if, if I put on the resume, I successfully installed 20 illumination systems. That's a fancy way of saying I successfully changed 20 light bulbs. So what sounds better? Changing 20 light bulbs are successfully installing 20 illumination systems. Well, a light bulb is an illumination system, right? But obviously, illumination system sounds way better on a resume than changing light bulbs, right? So the same thing can be done with you resetting passwords. We just have to figure out a creative way to reword it, right? But still, it's still experience, you know what I'm saying? All right, anyways, I'm about to go. Y'all be safe out in these streets. I got to go stuff my face and go teach class. Um, I would say I'm going to try to become more active with posting more videos, but teaching this class is, is the priority. Now, when I can get in there and drop some other stuff, maybe do a live stream, do some news stories, I get it in when I can get it in. But you know, right now I got... I got people that I'm trying to help get certified. So that is where the priority is for me currently. All right. Anyways, y'all be safe. I'm out. Peace.